0: Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor.
1: I'm doing great. How are you? Where are you? I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, thinking about the red machine and, uh, you know, your (laughs) career. And the lumber company. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my. The lumber company, uh, Griffey Sr., and all that. I mean... That, that must have brought back so many memories. Anytime you think about your career, doesn't it?
2: Well, it really does. I mean, you think and and you bring up Ken Griffey, he was from Altoona, right? Yeah. Altoona, Pennsylvania. Yeah, the local kid, I guess. That was pretty good. Yeah, it brings back so many memories. And we had a, a reunion not too long ago, and all of us were back for the reunion. And it's like you know, in so many ways, like walking back into the locker room. It's so good. I mean, it's so cool to be a part of that.
1: Absolutely. What would you say was your fondest memory as a Cincinnati Red?
2: Walking in the clubhouse in 1975 after Game 7 and uh, looking into that locker room. And I was one of the last ones in. I was doing an interview, and I came back I came in the locker room, and I looked. You know, baseball, you got to have the best individuals at each position. You can win individual awards. When I walked out of that locker room and I saw 25 players I saw the coaches. I saw the trainers. I saw the equipment then, I saw the owners. Saw the sponsors, and they were all world champions. And then I and it, then that was it. That's where it really got me. That we we were one. We were all together as one, and we were world champions. Nothing like that feeling ever existed.
1: It, it seems like it. Oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine being a world champion and how it feels, especially for the community of Cincinnati. And I talked to a lot of Cincinnati Reds before uh, in interviews, and just the, the the how much they love their Reds and to be champions. Wow.
2: We had a, such a great support, and but uh, internally we were we were a team that you know with Pete, Joe, Tony, uh, and Junior. I mean, Ken Griffey Sr. and and Cesar and, and George and Davey. I mean, you know, people. I go around the country, and people were fans of other teams but they'd come up and say, you know, I was a Cub fan, I was a, I was a Dodger fan, but, man, we really respected you guys. And, and they could actually name the lineup. So the integrity and the quality of the professionalism, and when you really look forward to going to the ballpark every day and you knew yeah. that you were going to win in the sixth inning when you were two runs down, that's the feeling. That's where it really is good. That's when you separate yourself. But the standard of which we played and the standard which we held accountable to ourselves was incredible and that's why we had
1: such a great ball club yeah when I spoke to Griffey senior about it he gave me a tremendous history of the Cincinnati Reds from his book and stuff and just about how amazing that team those teams were now let's go now to something that makes me very passionate Johnny uh I started out as an educator before getting into radio and uh, I'm a former teacher that owns a tutoring and consulting company. And when I learned about this app, the Smithfield app, I've been, I was really impressed because it's something that's very needed in schools and for parents as well.
2: Well, I have seven and 10 year old boys and my, my oldest one was bullied in kindergarten and I I didn't like it then. And I've sort of followed the apps and followed the technical side of things. And, and we approached Smithfield with the, uh, our idea of having this app and we've had it developed, and here's what we'd like to do. And they said, we're in. So Smithfield basically is a $25 million gift. It's a $5,000 app, but they're giving the first 5,000 schools this app free of charge. Now, there's a monthly fee, but all users, whether it be parents, students, teachers, or alumni, can download this app free. It's all customizable. The school can design it the way they want to. But inside that app, and when you punch on that app on your phone or your iPad, you will be led to the site of your school, and you'll be able to check out your calendar, your schedules. You'll find out there's going to be a testing schedule that parents will know when their kids' test are. You will be able to have, be alerted by all push notifications that you choose, whether it be from the drama club, the Spanish club, the band, or whether you want sports, wow. or just in general. If there is an incident at the school, how would you like to be a parent and immediately get a push notification that says, we are on lockdown, all kids are safe. And if that push notification goes out, to the student immediately go to your classroom or go to your safe place. We are in a we were in a we are in a situation. And more importantly, 13 million kids are bullied every year, whether it be at school or cyber bullied after school right. with Twitter, with Twitter, or with Facebook. And 20 it is it is the third leading cause suicide is the third leading cause of death for teens, and a lot of it has to do with being bullied with being, you know, you go home and you get a Twitter, and you get a tweet and you get Facebook and, and these little petty jealousies that kids have. And that child will be able, that student will be able to report anonymously a case that he is being bullied. And if we can deter any any a third of the bullying, a half of the bullying, then we've yes. really done that job. But this app is so proficient at giving all the information to the, throughout the school to anybody that's downloaded that we're really happy with it. And can I say, all you have to do, if you're a, if you're a, ahead, a, a, a principal, a IT guy or student, all you do is go to smithfieldschoolapp.com, smithfieldschoolapp.com.
1: And I was going to bring up, Johnny, how hurt were you as a parent when you knew your child was being bullied? It's happened to me. I have five children of my own, Johnny, and, and it's, it's it's very hurtful. It's very hard. Be sitting still and knowing. So you copy. can almost read
2: it, can't you? You can almost read it on the child's face that something's yeah. different about this. Something's going on. And they don't want to talk about it because, you know, they're embarrassed maybe in a lot of ways. And they think, Well, I should be standing up to this kid and we try to tell our kids, Don't do this, don't take this. You don't have to take this. This gives an opportunity to that child and empowers that kid to be able to do something about it. But it is you know, you are. You're just devastated that somebody within that school is doing that. I was I was picking up the kids at school the other day and this lady came up and she was crying and uh, my mother was crying and I know her well. I've known her for a couple of years. I said, What's wrong? Oh my daughter, she's just being she, these other girls are just treating her and everything else and she doesn't even want to go to school. I mean, every it just it, it she's got the sweetest little daughter in the world. I mean, why yeah. in the world? Yeah. They're all wearing the same uniforms. And it's like, gosh, I this is ridiculous. And that's
1: why this app to me is so valuable. It de- it, de- it definitely is because the anonymous part, Johnny. Then the school knows that cyberbullying is really a big problem in their school. Uh, a district outside of Pittsburgh, uh, Pine Richland, my district, uh, has had so many suicides, Johnny, in the last uh, you know two years. If these kids were able to reach out for help before this bullying led to them committing suicide. So a school district like Pine Richland, my home district for my, ch- my, my child, where I live, would get this app. What a big difference this would make in a lot of the issues that we're having in that community or in other communities in the Pittsburgh area or all over the world, in fact, John. Thanks for saying
2: that. I mean... And, and think about this as well I mean and, and it's true you when you when you said that it's like kids who are all of a sudden there it's happening to them what does it lead to well it leads to depression maybe it leads to drugs we know that what what's what's that happens within drugs and you don't make very viable decisions now all of a sudden you go down a different path and that leads to other things so all of this is sort of just it's layered on as to what is happening to your child and man I mean you got five kids I have three boys I mean it's like it would be so devastating. It's so, and, and when you see something that's happened, you can't imagine that family or what they're having to experience. It's just awful. So we hope that by going to the Smithfield School app, we'll get a lot of these schools to sign up and they'll have an opportunity to be, to, to sort of to deter and stop it at the, before it begins.
1: And that's any school, right? The Diocese of Pittsburgh, where my my wife teaches at the Diocese of Pittsburgh, and so it's not just public schools. It can be any school, right, private or public, correct? Yeah, I mean,
2: we're talking about cyberbullying, but in, in, in reality as well, if you had the ability to find out everything that's going on in your school from schedules to calendars, you're involved, whether it be a PTA meeting. You can set up push notifications saying we're having a PTA meeting. We're having a bake sale. The, game, the football game has been changed. We've rescheduled to do this. You're up to date immediately, whatever situation. Not only will the student be able to report cyberbullying, they'll report graffiti. They'll report incidents. They can show anything that's happening within that. But at the same time, the parent is getting all the information, and the more power that the parent has, the more support they can give to their child.
1: All right, again, the website one more time, Johnny, for us.
2: Smithfieldschoolapp.com.
1: And any place to follow you? Are you on social media, Johnny, for people to check you out?
2: Yeah, Johnny_Bench uh, dot com, and uh, and uh, then you can also go to JohnnyBench dot com. I have my own website.
1: All right, well, Johnny, any uh, um, what are you currently doing? What's up? What's the news with you?
2: Well, I'm really involved in this right now, and of course, I'm a father of a seven and ten year old boys, so I'm, uh, involved in their soccer practices and their tennis and. Uh, they're going to start baseball again, hopefully next year. And uh, you know, and I'm traveling uh, all over the place, really trying to get involved with whether uh, uh, the work that I do and for the whether it be the Blue me. We're also coming out with a I'm involved with a company that has a self-chilling can, the um, oh, Chill Can of West Coast Chill. You twist the bottom of it, and goes through your your beverage goes from 80 to 40 in 50 seconds.
1: Awesome. Well, Johnny, if you're in Pittsburgh, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot me a message and I'll, we'll, we'll hook up, okay? Sound good?
2: That'd be great. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Thank you.
1: All right, Johnny. Take care. Thanks for Have calling. Have a great day. You too. All Bye-bye. Everyone, right. and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. Check me out on Twitter, at TotalTutor. I'm excited to welcome the program. Mary Lou Henner of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Mary Lou, how are you? And I know you cannot I'm- wait to Monday night,
3: Right. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, especially this week, because it's my most memorable year. And I think people are going to be really, you know, everybody's got such intense stories. I think everyone's going to fall in love with it. It's going to be, it's always one of their best episodes anyway, because it's so personal for the dancers. And I think you really get to know the people, you know, from their
1: choices. Absolutely, Mary Lou. When When you think about what you have to do, you know what I mean, what you have to do in preparing for this and how personal it is. There's a lot of tears, and yet there's also a lot of excitement while preparing oh, for this yeah. Dance Monday.
3: Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Well, I gave them a choice of a lot of years because I remember so many of them, of course. Um, but the one that they chose, they loved the story that um, that in one year I, I not only – lost my mom, which is, of course, always a very, you know, traumatic and heartfelt thing for somebody to go through, but I also had a real health epiphany because of her health and how she passed away, and then I got taxi a few weeks later, which would have been her dream, so 1978 is my year, and they've actually interviewed Tony Danza and uh, James L. Brooks, you know, Jim Brooks, from Taxi and the Simpsons. so you'll get to see them on the show as well.
1: That's awesome. Reminiscing about those days, Mary Lou, tell me, like, one of your greatest memories from Taxi.
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, just the camaraderie. I mean, the way we all hung out, not only uh, during the show, but socially. You know, we'd watch the show together. We'd play baseball together. We had every Friday, we did 112 shows. Uh, They always say 114, but two of them were sort of a retrospective. We we actually shot 112 shows. We had 112 parties because the cast was so close, and we were kind of the epicenter of Paramount at the time. And Paramount at that time... On the lot, they were shooting Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Bosom Buddy, oh Mark and Mindy. Um, you know, uh, working Stiffs with Jim Belushi and Michael Keaton, and so everybody would come and hang out with us because we were like the the party throwers. So uh, it was great. It was always a great experience.
1: So you think shows yeah. are success when there's definitely a family, right, Mary Lou? When you have a oh, family yeah. that's together and will, will, Yeah. I uh, definitely. Yeah. So going, getting uh, those people, people are going to really want to tune in Monday night, especially if they're fans of Taxi, right? To see uh, oh, yeah. to, to reminisce about that.
3: Yeah, and everybody's got a story. You know, everyone has personal stories that they're attaching to a year. So you're going to see a lot of inspirational stories, and you're going to see a lot of very heartfelt you know, painful ones. And so um, there's a little bit of... There's something for everybody always on Dancing with the Stars. And please vote for Derek and me, one eight hundred eight six eight three four zero eight, 868 3408 and go online and vote. Uh, you can vote actually after the show and for several hours, like 12 hours after the show. So uh, it's, uh, it's quite an experience, unlike anything I've ever been through before. And um, listen, my hats are off to anybody who's doing this show and doing other things, because the things I've... I've done recently are all coming out now. I have a book. My book is out in trade paperback, my New York Times bestseller, uh, Changing Normal, How I Helped My Husband Beat Cancer. That's yes. out right now. And I've got a movie in the theaters that starts October 22nd at the Chicago Film Festival. That's called Imperfections. Wow. And on October 16th, I'm on the Hallmark Channel, Murders and Mysteries, in a film called julius house it's part of the aurora tea garden series with candace cameron beret and me so i'm glad that that work's already done and i can just focus on dancing with the stars and talking about the other things not having to fly somewhere to do them
1: well great promotion Mary Lou. but think about you think about those people you're right that are have full-time gigs that are constantly on the set then they have to train for this tell us how how rigorous this is the training for dancing with the stars to compete
3: well, they don't let you uh, do it for more than five hours a day, you know, because they they know that crazy people like me, you know, why do when you can <laughs> overdo, uh, would uh, would probably be trying to do more. So I'm I'm I, I'm glad that they've limited. But it's not just I mean, it's not just the training. You end up doing a big master interview. There are other publicity opportunities that you do. I had Inside Edition there yesterday. You know, there's always like different. Things going on, and plus wardrobe fittings and hair, concert, hair and makeup consultations. <laughs> so it's uh, it's intense. It's it's crazy, it, but it's a it's a well-oiled machine at this point, and, you, and a and a moving train. So you just hang on for dear life.
1: Yeah, and you talk about because of everything being alive, Mary Lou. How about yeah. working with other the other celebrity contestants, plus also the other dancers? Are you creating relationships with them as well, and having conversations with them, Mary
0: Lou?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. First of all, I think, you know, all the celebrities are, are are kind of like, we just look at each other like, I can't believe we're doing this. Oh my gosh, I love your hair. Oh my gosh, look at this. Oh my gosh, do those shoes hurt, you know, <laughs> things like that. We just cannot believe we're doing it. And we're applauding one another and, and, and hanging out. Uh, you don't have time to hang out like during the week or even after the show because there's a press line and everybody kind of has their people there. But it's, it's, Friendships are are, 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 you know, I, I think we've, because you're all in the trenches together, it's something that you'll never forget and you will always feel connected to this group of people. You know, it's great.
1: Definitely. It's the, uh, and that's, and that's, you really that's, get close to your the, partner. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you definitely do. And then that's the whole thing that you get to see the ins and outs of who you are, Mary Lou. Like, First introduction to your dancer, but then after the hours and hours of working together, you really get to know the good qualities and the bad qualities of each of you, right? Through that right. training. Oh, no, for sure.
3: No, cause, and also you're like a raw nerve, you know? It's so funny. I, say to, I always say to Derek, I've been married three times. I'm with my third and final husband. I've never acquiesced to my other husbands the way I have to you. <laughs> he's, he's like the pro. So, uh, <laughs> this is his arena, and he knows You know, this is what he does.
1: Oh, to be partnered with Derek, my gosh, you have one of the best. You really do.
3: I know. He's won the mirror ball six times. And he is, you know, he's very complicated choreography in the best way. And he has set the bar really high for our team. And that's what's happening. So, yeah. So
1: you have to, that's where you said you'd be trading 12 hours a day just to win it, right? And win it. And who's <laughs> yeah. your charity as well, Mary Lou? Who's your charity? Um, yeah, you,
3: well, you don't really do it for a charity, but you do it, oh, okay. you know, um, because it takes, it, it's, it's three months of your life, four months of your life, actually. So it's a, it's pretty intense, you know. But you give gotcha. money to right. well, charity. My charity is always Physicians Committee for Responsible yeah. Medicine and, um, us against Alzheimer's.
1: All right, so you'll be promoting all those different things. Fantastic, Mary Lou. Best place we can find information on you again, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Tune in to Dancing with the Stars and Mary Lou and Taxi, but where can we find info on you as well?
3: For sure. And to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Real Mary Lou and uh, at, at, on Facebook at Mary Lou Henner.
1: All right, Mary Lou, thanks for calling. Best of luck. And Thank you so much. And I tell you, with your partner, go ahead and win it now. Go win it, okay? You
3: got it. Okay. All right. All
1: right. Bye. Take care. See ya. Okay. Bye-bye. You're listening
0: to Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at Total Twitter. I'm excited to welcome the program Atticus Schaefer from the middle. How are you? And uh, I know you're excited about uh, the season premiere, aren't you?
4: Oh yes, I am. I'm doing very well. No, this is uh, these are very exciting times. I can't wait for the premiere.
0: Exactly, uh, and and you think about the years in the middle. What do you think is one of your greatest memories so far of being on the show?
4: You know what? Every every week is such an adventure. Every week we get to do something different. Every week the storylines are just so unique and fun. And actually, this year specifically, the writers have really hit the ground running this year. Um, they've come up with some amazing storylines. Not just storylines that will be in one episode, but they're they're linear and they'll they'll go through several episodes. And uh, we we just finished our seventh episode, and uh, actually we begin our eighth episode today. And we are still uh, dealing with storylines that began at the beginning of the season. So. There's really a lot of great plot lines, and uh, it's been such a blast to be able to film, so I can't wait for people to finally be able to see it.
0: And Atticus, thinking about your character, thinking about how it's uh, matured and grown throughout the years, you have to be uh, really uh, pinching yourself in a way saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe where my character's grown from the beginning of the show to now.
4: Oh, absolutely. No, and that's the thing, too, is it's, it's just like real life. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen as you grow up, and then hindsight's 2020, 20, and you see where you've come from. And it's the same way with Brick. I mean, Brick is just—he's always been a fun character to play. Um, I've always loved his uniqueness, the way he balls the beat to his own drummer, but now having him um, mature in that and having him now just starting high school and how does he handle these situations— it, it's so exciting to
0: uh to to see not only where he's been but where he's going yeah you, and that's so true that's so true Atticus because think about the, the brick character and and you know and when he was starting and how he was just really 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 young now you're thinking how old were you when you started the show how old were you Atticus
4: um I was 10 when I started this show actually what people don't know is there was a pilot before the pilot that we all have gotten to know um, with a completely different cast besides myself. And we recorded that when I was eight. So oh, I've wow. technically been a part of the show since I was eight.
0: And now how old are you, by the way? I'm 18. You're 18. Oh, so, so, uh, so how many seasons in the middle have there been? I uh, see. I wouldn't even have done that. How many?
4: Uh, well, it's been eight, eight seasons, eight seasons for us.
0: Wow. That that's gotta be a tremendous ride. I mean, to think about that,
4: Oh, Atticus, oh. yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Because not everyone gets um, that. Not, not, no, yes,
4: absolutely. Yeah,
0: not everyone gets sorry, that opportunity. That, that, no, that's, no, that's <laughs> no problem. Oh, no big deal. No, I'm, I'm used to people cutting me off. I have five kids of my own, Bricks. I mean, you know, I'm Atticus, so that's how it works. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah, okay, so I,
4: you're used to um, you, No, what I was going to say is it, it has been an incredible ride. It's been such a blessing uh, for us. To not only be able to work on a show that we love and we love playing the characters, but to be able to work on a show that really does have some good values and has actually created quite a few good role models on the show. And I get people all the time, kids and adults, that say, hey, we look up to you because of the uniqueness of your character and because of the way your character handles things. And for me, that's like a huge honor because for me to be able to be a role model uh, at such a young age is absolutely incredible
0: and think about it with the ability of the older seasons being on tv every day you're in pretty much everyone's home every day for almost eight years you know that that's pretty wild yes oh yeah
4: it's crazy <laughs> In a
0: good way, <laughs> it's, it's a good way for sure. Because it, it, it continues to live on for sure. Again, Tuesday night, uh, the season premiere at eight PM Eastern. Again, the funny commercials about you guys moving. That's 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 a funny uh, thing as well, uh, where uh, you were left in the house and in the wrong family. That was a great ABC commercial for sure. That 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 was probably fun to do as well, wasn't it?
4: Oh, it was. You know, that's the thing. Is It's actually our writers on that show, one of the creators of our show, I mean, Heisler, she actually was the one that pitched that idea. Um, and she went to Warner Brothers and said, hey, you know, we're moving to the new night. Uh, she went to Warner Brothers and, AMC and said, hey, we're, you know, we're moving to this new night. Let's make some promos about it. Um, let us write the promos. But here's our idea. And she came up with that idea. And I got to tell you, being able to go on the – Set of the Goldbergs, and I yeah. don't mind. I don't mind plugging them because they're a part of our family. Um, being able to go on the set of the Goldbergs and meet with those absolutely outstanding people was such a treat for me, and it was, I know it was a treat for Patty as well. They are so efficient over there, but they're also so kind and nice and very down to earth, and that is so pleasing to me because in this business, people lose their minds you know people will kind of get the ego thing going on and and, and things kind of get ruined but when you go there and and it's not ruined and just the amazing uniqueness of these care of these you know kids and adults that work on the show are the same way as their characters and they they even even more so than their characters it is so amazing to be able to watch that and i've actually become a fan of the goldbergs because of it so i'm excited to potentially be able to see some of their episodes and their work as well and i mean it's it's Amazing! Uh, so that yeah. was a great
0: experience. So one thing quickly to say to expect: what should we expect from you in high school? Uh, any uh, changes in your character? Certain situations going to high school?
4: I the the minor change that lasted all of two episodes. I'm going to let you guys experience for yourselves. Um, but the the one of the main things is brick. He, he's going into high school. It's his clean slate. He's deeming it his clean slate. He wants to be able to kind of start over and see where he ends up. And he really, he really, uh, he wants to fit in more. He wants to be cool. He doesn't want to just be deemed the weird kid. So he does several things to try to achieve that. And what you're about to see in tomorrow night's episode. Is is going to be very cool, and I'm mean, I'm excited to have everyone finally be able to see uh, how he handles this high school life of
0: his. And you going to Tuesday nights? Oh my gosh, you got a great lineup on Tuesday nights again. Uh, I, I'm again I'm I'm such a huge fan of some of the sh- uh, the shows for sure, and uh, so it's a great Tuesday night to be part of uh, for sure.
4: Absolutely. You know, it's it, it, it's actually an honor because ABC and Warner Brothers, when they moved us, um, you know, you kind of all... You, 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 my first thought is, oh, worry. Uh, why are they moving us? What's going on? But I actually found out the reason why. And the reason is they trust us and they want to honor us with starting a new comedy block night. They're, they're deeming us strong enough that we can start a comedy night, hold our own, you can. and also be able to benefit the newer shows. And for me that's such an honor because that means that they really trust us and they really want to see us um, succeed and not only us succeed, but they trust us to help others succeed too. Cause I remember way back in season one, when we weren't even picked up for a full season, when we're going, Oh, I wonder how long this is going to last. And then to be able to now be the mature ones that are the veterans that have been on there for eight years now. And now we're the ones helping shows that are like that is just so cool to me.
0: And I love fresh off the boat. I love it. So again, now again, we have another great comedy block Tuesday night, 8 PM Eastern. Uh, Atticus, where can we find information on you? Is there a Twitter, certain places we can follow you and learn more about you?
4: Absolutely. Yes. Um, So I was very late to social media, uh, and that was by my own doing. I should have known better. But um, I have a fan page, which is actually my personal page on Facebook, and it's the official Atticus Schaefer fan page. Um, And then on Twitter, I am at Atticus Schaefer and then the number two.
0: All right. Well, cool, man. Uh, Definitely tune in Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern to the middle. And check out Atticus and see what, what his uh, new high school experience will be. Uh, thanks for calling, man, and, and I appreciate you coming Woo-hoo. on the show. Take care. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Absolutely.
1: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show. And we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Excited to welcome the program. The Seinfeld Soup Man, Larry Thomas of the Original Soup Man. Larry, thanks for calling. And there's no soup for me, is there?
5: No soup for you.
1: <laughs> but actually, there yeah. is
5: soup for you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And guess what? I got a great package of soup. My family of—I have, have five kids—and we love the soup, Larry. I love the crab oh, bisque. Good. So that's what I had last night.
5: What? Uh, what was the one you had last night?
1: Crab bisque.
5: Oh, great. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: All fantastic. All a lot good. of assortment. So, Larry, let's go to the story. Now, tell me specifically enough how you became the Seinfeld Soup Man.
5: Uh, Well, you know, I did the TV show about 21 years ago, and it was based on Al Yaginay, whose soups you are eating. And, uh, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, the uh, technology came out for tetra cartons, and that enabled Al to be interested in mass producing his soup because before that like he never would have canned it. you know he's too interested in it tasting as good as it could taste and having the finest ingredients, but that Tetra Pak technology you put really fresh ingredients in it 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 has a shelf life of like two years, and yeah. that interested him, so you know he put together this team and uh um One day we were doing an appearance at the Brooklyn Cyclones, the the original soup man company was there. I was there doing my own thing. And, you know, we all noticed how everybody thinks that the soup is mine. And we thought, you know, um, I'd be the perfect spokesman, wouldn't I? So we just got together on that. And, um, you know, and because I love the soup, too, uh, it it was a good kind of fit for me to uh, To be able to talk about something, you know, soup that I really love.
1: Yeah, and then so basically, after you did that Seinfeld episode, you guys didn't connect at first. You connected afterwards because you always were being labeled uh, the 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 original Soup Man, then right because of that episode.
5: Right. So now,
1: now. Yeah, so Larry, became, now uh, as an actor, A natural idea. Yeah. Larry, now as an actor, did you ever think once that one role you'd be typecast like that forever, in a way?
5: Yeah, well I'm not typecast. That's that's kind of a I don't know, that's a myth. Um I, I've done many other roles. If you look at my IMDB you'll see many different projects. Uh doesn't include all the stage I've done. But um, I've rarely played characters like the one I played on Seinfeld. I get to play all different stuff. I just did a Lifetime movie where I played uh, a father of a kid that was in trouble, and um, the father's out of work, and he can't afford to pay the lawyer. And, you know, just a normal American guy. So um, I'm not at all typecast. I get to do lots of other stuff.
1: So basically, Larry, meaning not typecast, meaning that this role would make would make you make you money, and it would continue just one one guest appearance, almost like maybe two of that, right? Of on yeah. Time. Well,
5: I was in the finale as well.
1: Amazing situation and dream for you to be able to be, be able to promote the soup and stuff, right, Larry, and and get this opportunity to go out and meet all these people.
5: Yeah, you know, because it's a wonderful product, so it's. It's easy to be able to promote it because you know when I say it's the best soup on any soup aisle in any supermarket, I mean it. I I honestly believe it.
1: And then, and I and I and I believe it too. I love the crab bisque and everything like that. And uh, it's something that is definitely great. And you people can come meet you uh, all the time when you go out and promote, like especially in New York, sometimes, right, Larry?
5: Right, In New York. Uh, you can you can come to the original soup stand at 55th and Eighth Avenue and find me there from time to time. And uh, you know many supermarkets throughout the country because we're in so many different supermarket chains. And Kroger's and Safeways and HGP and Publix and Winn Dixie and Fairways and Shoprite and and uh, Wegmans and. Um, so many, so many supermarkets.
1: Definitely, absolutely, and, uh, and the brand continues to live on for sure. I know today you're in Philadelphia, you've done some TV, you've done all this radio. Tell us specifically what you're going to be doing uh, in the appearances at the, at today for our listeners out there.
5: Well, for the rest of the day, we've got three different Acme supermarkets, and um, there's one in Paoli where I'm going to be from 11 to 12. There's one in Devon where I'm going to be from 12.30 to 1.30. And then one in Goshen where I'm going to be from 2 to 3. And I'm just going to be signing, autographing soup cartons and taking photo ops and yelling at people randomly or when they ask me to
1: absolutely oh that's got to be a lot of fun and you do this across the country some of these events Larry
5: yes um, been to many different cities with many planned but we've just been all over from Michigan down to Texas over to uh, Orlando Florida Tennessee Georgia um, We've, been, we've even done it in L.A., Oh that's Washington and Oregon. You name it.
1: Wow, wow, wow! And 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 you've you become this brand for sure. How much are you recognized? You've talked about you're not typecast as an actor. How much are you recognized as that person in the airports and different things from doing this part? Well,
5: I do get recognized. You know, I do have people that see me and they remember the face that they've probably just seen on a rerun of Seinfeld, and so uh, I do get recognized for that, um, and, uh, you know, but it's, it's good for the soup because it gives it, <clears throat> it, gives it an entertaining factor. I mean, the, the soup doesn't need me. The soup sells itself, you know, as you experienced yourself. But I guess it's fun to have a a little entertainment factor along with a good product, you know. I always say people might come meet me, but they come back for the soup.
1: Exactly. So, best place we can find information on the Original Soup Man and also your Twitter and all those things. Where can we go, Larry?
5: Well, the Original Soup Man has their own website, uh, Originalsoupman.com. They also have a Facebook page and Twitter, all under Original Soup Man. And, um, yeah, you can find out everything you need from there.
2: And,
1: and you, you, have, have a, you have a Twitter soup. account as well, too, Larry, right? You have a Twitter as well, right? Yeah. It's that real soup Nazi. But uh, all
5: right. the um, soup is also for sale even on Amazon. Besides the original Superman website.
1: Yeah, so people can pick that up on Amazon. And you and know what's so great about that, Larry, is the fact that, you know, so many people have Amazon Prime. So how quickly they can go ahead and get free shipping and get that soup to their house tomorrow. So that's the greatest thing wherever they're listening in the United States area. And we're all over the world as well, Larry. So I'm sure people all over the world remember this coin phrase one more time. So I'm getting in line, Larry, for the soup right now. And I'm asking, uh, you know, too many questions. What are you going to say to me, Larry? No soup for you. And I'm not going to be able to come back again, Larry, am I? (laughs)
5: Well, with the soup man soups, you can always come back.
1: But with Larry Thomas, we don't know. So, Larry, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking the time. Enjoy your, uh, your, 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 uh, your tour, and I uh, hope someday you guys come to Pittsburgh. If you do, then I'm going to come and give you a one-on-one interview in Pittsburgh. you got to come to the greatest city in Pennsylvania. That's Pittsburgh. But thanks again, Larry, for calling, and thanks for coming on the show. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Author's Corner. You can check me out on Twitter, at Tutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, TotalTutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, Google+, and also on Periscope, at TotalTutor. I'm excited to welcome the program author, Mike Massimino. He's the author of Spaceman, An Astronaut's Unlikely Journey to Unlock the Secrets of the Universe. Mike, thanks for calling, and how are you?
6: I'm doing great, and thanks very much for having me, Neil. Pleasure to be here with
0: you. I, I'm I'm excited to talk with you. I just want to ask you how you had time to write the book with you know your experience as an astronaut. You know you put so much time and study into it. What made you want to put it down on paper?
6: Well, you know, for, for me, Neil, the, the whole thing from start to finish of uh, you know, pursuing the astronaut dream. I was, you know, I, I wasn't a very likely candidate. The word "unlikely" is in the uh, an unlikely uh, journey. Um, you know, it was just extraordinary. I was a civilian without any military experience. I wasn't a thrill seeker. I was afraid of heights. You know, I, I couldn't see very well. <laughs> but I was able to to, um, to get through the selection process and uh, and get picked to be an astronaut and go on a couple missions. And that that whole world that opened up to me at NASA. You know, pursuing the dream was one thing. You know, not giving up I think is really important, even when you get disappointments and failures and so on. And 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 Whatever whatever happened I I kept going luckily and made it and, and then getting there and being able to work with this team of great people that I work with uh and getting to see what I got to see in space and what I experienced. Um, I just really wanted to share that story. And i been you know, I tell stories around the dinner table or, you know, with the friends and to different audiences uh across the country, but it was it was something different about getting it down in paper on paper and, and, and forming it into a book that uh, for me, was 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 really was really great. It just it was it was just a, a great experience to to do that. Another one of uh, for me, you know, another extraordinary opportunity, and I'm very very happy the way it came out.
0: So you're saying that you were unlikely to journey in this. So you had some struggles to try to get in the program and and be an astronaut, or uh, st- studies were. What kind of struggles did you have? Yeah, yeah,
6: absolutely. I mean, well, always you know, I, you know, even in you know, even in college before. When I was in college, I really wasn't thinking about an astro- about being an astronaut. It right. didn't happen until after. But even in college, um, I had trouble. Uh, it were, you know, semesters I didn't do that great, and and had to recover. And then when I was in in graduate school, I, was, I failed my qualifying exam trying to become getting my PhD at MIT, and and failed and failed that, and had to come back from oh wow. NASA. Even applying to NASA, I, I I got rejected twice from NASA outright, and then a the third time I got an interview, and then I was medically disqualified. Because of my eyesight, and back then they didn't accept any um, any of these surgical procedures to improve your vision, so I was just kind of done. Um, but I was able to to figure out a way to go through some vision training and improve my eyesight naturally, which was kind of miraculous. Um, but you, know, you never know what life's going to throw at you, and uh, you know, giving up uh, giving up on something is is not a good thing if, if it's what you really want to do. And as long as there's that small chance as small as it might be um that that chance exists and the only way you eliminate yourself and have zero chances if you don't try Uh, so so for me that was that was really important was to at least try do everything i could to to get there because it was something i wanted to do more than anything
0: and and that's 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 a great story because you you thought oh my gosh there's no way I'm gonna be able to overcome all this and you just kept going from uh, undergrad yeah. to grad school if you fail something at, at, at MIT you might say okay it's over um, uh, there's stories I'm sure when right. you walk right. into the building at MIT there are, not everyone graduates from here so be ready <laughs> and 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 yeah well that that's, yeah.
6: that, that, that's what happens yeah. <laughs> and I, I found one of the one of the recurring themes that, that that are in the book is how, you know, it's it's in it's important to accept help when you need it, you know, to reach out to the right people to help you and also to help people who need your help. And that's how we get through life and that's how we achieve these things. It's it's no one person uh that does it even in the book. I had a lot of help with the book. And um and it, it, that's the way it, that's the way life is. and uh, I'm very grateful for the people to help me and and hopefully uh, I've been able to help other people achieve what they want to do. so and you know, that, that that that's that's part of the book as well.
0: and that's that's a great part of it is 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 again, of uh, you need help there too. So it's helping people say when they read this book, say to themselves, "I can do this. If Mike can do this and had so many uh, roadblocks, why don't I continue to persevere? And here's a, here's a question for you, Mike, you know, especially with, you know, the success as an astronaut and then also being a very big public f- figure on social media and stuff. What, would, what advice would you offer people going through what you had to go through at certain times where people were telling you no? What advice would you offer them?
6: I think that um uh you know, I got some advice that I share that I uh that I've gotten from several people, but you know, I, it, what pops in my head there is um um my uh, my advisor at MIT, um Tom Sheridan is my professor and is you know, he's still a very good friend, um, now retired, but um but he told me just in passing, I don't know if he remembers saying this to me, but he said something, you know, in a very academic way. He said if you're able to um learn to deal with uh, indignities in life one can go far yeah. and by indignities he meant people telling you no you can't do it and um my observation has been that you know people who are successful and i've been very lucky to meet successful people in, you know in, in the entertainment business and you know yeah. music um in sports and entrepreneurs and explorers and all of those people who are successful it's not because they never failed it's because they never let the failure stop them and you can get disappointed you yes. know but you're not you probably not when you're trying to achieve something that's difficult chances are you may never get told no along the path but chan- but, but but that's uh, that's very unlikely chances are you are going to be told no and and you can either let it stop you or you can say okay i got knocked down let me keep trying, uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the reasons. In in my opinion, is you need to find something you're really passionate about, because you are going to get knocked down. I had a friend of mine who's an actor tell me that he doesn't worry, he doesn't discourage people from becoming actors or actresses because because that business is so hard that unless you really want it, you're going to give up. Yeah. And he said the only way you're gonna do that is if you really want to do it. Because you're gonna get this, you see know, very rare do people meet with success immediately. Sometimes it happens, but most of the time people are gonna get knocked down, get disappointed, they're gonna to have to get back up and keep trying.
0: And then the naysayers. We have to ignore the naysayers and keep going and allow yourself to keep to say, Let's do this. I'm not giving up. I don't care what you right. said. And and that drives me. When someone yeah. says no to me, Mike, I said, Okay, we'll see. Uh, as yep. an entrepreneur, so far in my green years as an entrepreneur, I said to myself, Let's, we'll see. Okay, yep. y- y- you tell me that. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to run through that door, and right. that's what we got to do. Right, exactly. Right, and, and naysayers, I think, come
6: in a couple varieties. I don't really talk about this in a book, but there are some naysayers that are just naysayers, and those are what you really need to ignore because they're not nice. Right. But there are some people uh, that come into your life that will give you advice, Yep. And sometimes it's advice you might not want to hear. Um, and that's when you've gotta ferret it out, you gotta say, Okay, well there's the message here, this is someone that really cares about me, they're not just trying to make me feel bad, but this is some good feedback that I need to probably adapt and see if I can somehow move toward where they're where they're suggesting. And I think that's it, is that you know, some people are there to try to help you. But yeah, you gotta stay with the You know, people that are not gonna help. <laughs> you know, there are occasionally you come across people that just you know that you don't want to listen to. But I think a lot, most of the time, when people care about you, they're trying to give you advice. You, you need to somehow to incorporate that, uh, but don't let it stop you.
0: Surround yourself with the right people. That's what somebody told, told me all the time is you have to surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with people that are more successful than you are so that you know for a fact, you know what, I can do – I'm going to be able to do this, but you're set the bar high for yourself. I wish we – as a country can. Mike, say, you know what, we're going to be the best. We're not going to just sit, give up and say, oh, just because I have something wrong with me or something's bad or I'm right. – the certain circumstances. Just go for it. And, and I think that – Every time you get knocked down, you got to keep getting back up, and your story is definitely telling us that for sure. And then, I, I was reading up on you about uh, like your experiences in the entertainment world and on TV and radio and all these different things. It's just got to be awesome, and it's, it's you're living the dream for sure.
6: Yeah, no, it's been it's been it's been great. It's been some great opportunities, and I think you know you mentioned about it as a as a country. I, I think that we are given a lot of opportunity, and I do think that more opportunities are being given to to people and we need to or at least we're trying to get there you know we're trying to make it a better place and no it's not perfect but but we're i think we're moving in the right direction we may take a step back every once in a while but we keep moving forward but it really is uh you know life can be can be great it can it can also be disappointing at times but uh, you just got to keep try to keep heading in the right direction two steps forward one step back is okay you're still making
2: progress
0: all right, Mike, where can we purchase your book, learn more about you? I know you're big on social media. I was reading up on that as well. So where can we find information on you and yeah. learn more about you? Where can we go?
6: Yeah, there's a couple of things going on. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Astro underscore Mike. Um, and I've got a website out that uh, has information about the book and where I'm going to be appearing here and there. Um, and that's MikeMassimino.com. And as far as purchasing the book, um, it's available wherever books are sold, is what my publisher says, which means it's online at your, you know, the uh, the outlets where you can uh, go and buy things online on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or the other uh, online places, and it's also available in in bookstores, uh, your favorite bookstore, it's out there too, and most of them are from apparently. So wherever books are sold, wherever whatever how you like to buy your books. You can find Spaceman there, and much much appreciated. Hope you like it if you go out and get it.
0: All right. Well, Mike, thanks for calling. I appreciate uh, the time, and uh, y- you really worked hard to get where you are today, but at least you're going back and telling people you can do this too. I I went through the struggles, and you were able to accomplish your dreams. So uh, thanks for calling, Mike, and take care. Yeah. All right,
6: if, if I can do it, so can everybody else. Thanks, ah, I appreciate
0: it. All right, take take care, Mike. See you later. Okay, bye bye. You're listening That's to Arthur's Corner, and we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Fantastic. So I'm excited to welcome to the program Ryan Guzman from ABC's Notorious. Before we get started on ABC's Notorious, I want to tell you how much of a huge fan I am of Heroes, and I just wish, I wish that it would continue. They always leave us hanging. Oh, a tremendous job on that show.
7: Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a fun one to play, you know. Uh, it was my first superhero role. Uh, definitely uh, felt uh, like, I, I, you know, I feel like we could have done a, a couple more episodes and maybe a couple more seasons. We'll see.
1: There's so many fans out there, Ryan. I'm telling you. I'm sure you'll see it if they ever get invite you to certain Comic-Cons or stuff like that because of Heroes and how classic it is for people, but people always get hooked by it, man it just it just it's a constant feeling of once you're a hero's nerd, you'll always be a hero's nerd <laughs>
7: and I, I definitely love my hero's nerds. I became one myself, uh, but you know who knows uh, I always had uh always heard of rumors of a uh, hero's movie, so uh, maybe if the fans love it enough, maybe we can create a movie or something
1: yeah the fans have to do it. They're the ones. okay let's talk about ABC's notorious uh let's talk first about the the show uh, and then then we'll get into your character.
7: Sounds good
1: okay so uh, tell us a little about the show so the, yeah yeah
7: so the show so the show is uh obviously it's called notorious, but it's based off of two characters uh Wendy Walker and mark She played uh are embodied by uh Piper Perabo and Daniel Fujada. And it's uh, showing how the legal system and the media uh, work together hand in hand um, during certain trials and court cases uh, to kind of portray uh, if we see a person in a good light or a bad light. So uh, it shows how much power the media actually has, um, which is is pretty scary.
1: Well, I was reading up on this, and I'm, I'm enthused by it just because of based on is it isn't it's based on Larry King a little bit too and the kind of the way the media works and because I'm a member of the media uh, and I and I and I didn't start in the media I was an entertainer before that I'm very intrigued by the show because of that reason and what we're seeing today Ryan
7: oh yeah 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 the media has a, a lot of power like I was saying before uh, in persuading um, whether we we you know, believe in something or don't believe in something or, or think, you know, something's interesting at all. So, um, yeah, it's it's you have a lot of power, you know, uh, being a part of the media. Um, and that's a huge responsibility. So uh, I'm starting to see that more and more as, as I read these scripts and the scripts get crazier and crazier and crazier.
1: Right. and And what you see is specifically if you put law in with the media – Which one's more powerful? Because we always can be sued, Ryan, but ultimately the media could destroy us in seconds.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the legal system, I think, is a little bit more shady. Um, The media (laughs) has a lot more power, I believe. So uh, they work perfectly hand-in-hand for those looking to take advantage of it. But – I, I definitely think the media has more of the power per se because it's 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 getting you know the general population or enough people to believe one certain thing, and, and uh, you get an enough people to believe in one thing. And that's that's power in itself
1: tremendous power so let's learn about your character and ryan you continue to always have the ladies chasing after you from a, i didn't even i you re- recognize they saw that again you had a movie with jennifer lopez everyone thinks you're the heartthrob so here we go in this show the same thing right
7: <laughs> yeah man i mean i don't plan on any of this uh, i definitely don't have any say in any of that but uh <laughs> i definitely don't uh turn it down but um yeah, man, it's a fun role. Ryan Mills, he's a he's a PA for Piper Parabo's character. Um, and uh, he's just this entitled young kid who's lived under his dad's reign for forever. And his dad happens to be the network president of the same show, of the producer that he's working for. So uh, there's a lot of entanglement. There's a lot of things going on with him. And, and he's he's just trying to find out, you know, where he fits in and all of this.
1: Yeah, where he fits in, and, and 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 I'm sure it's going to be juicy. I was seeing some of your Twitter feeds the last couple of weeks, Ryan, and because again, uh, I was told I have a possibility of having you on the show. So I was saying, what's Ryan been doing? And you've been making the media tours and all the different things, and and but your fans that loved you in all the shows—they're following you to this show, aren't they? Saying okay, cause just because they yeah, love man. Ryan.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love my fans too, though. I mean, I love everybody that's you know believed in me from day one. I have a lot of the same fans from back in the day from Step Up, so uh, I appreciate everything that's happened. Like I said, uh, this stuff that has happened to me in my life, as as far as an actor, uh, was something I never thought about doing, and never thought like it was actually a possibility. So I'm, I'm very you know uh, appreciative, and uh, I, I'm I'm trying to take in all as as much as I can, and stay as humble as I can.
1: Yes, stay as humble. Keep rolling for sure. Again, everyone needs to tune in Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, to Notorious on ABC. Where's the best place we can follow you? I know your Twitter's blowing up. Your social media is blowing up. Where can we? Yeah. Twitter,
7: Twitter, Instagram. uh, Hop on there. You can follow me at Ryan Eguzman. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, look forward to talking to all you guys. All right,
1: well, Ryan, thanks for calling, man, and uh, best of luck. And, uh, again, we got to keep pushing this Heroes movie, right, for sure. And let's uh do it, man. And, yeah,
7: I'm, I'm down.
1: And, 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 and let's hope everyone starts keep picking it up. And, you know, I'm sure all over the world they're still ca- talking about it, even though it's not on in the States anymore. But good talking to you, and thanks for calling, man.
7: Thank you, brother. You have a great morning.
1: You too. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment.